Good evening. This is the Wine of Life podcast. I'm Pastor Wes. Um, we're just saying Merry Christmas. This is the last episode for the end of the year. This will be the last episode of this season. This is the 42nd uh, episode we've done. Um, and this is just to say Merry Christmas and talk about two things I think about when I think about Christmas. Um, again, I, I want to talk about the fact that there's the new site, revjenkins.org, R-E-V-J-E-N-K-I-N-S.org. Um, it just makes everything much more accessible. You see blogs. You have, all the music will be available from Reverend Jenkins. Um, the uh, podcast on Anchor, the YouTube channel, all that stuff is all available. So uh, very easy to go there. Uh, please go on, subscribe, follow, all that stuff. And thank everyone. I want to thank everyone for following and, and uh, engaging with us the past year or year. And it's only been six months, but that has been going with the last six months. Um, but tonight I want to talk about um, what were, comes to mind when I think about Christmas. Um, I know it's very corporate in our world now. We don't think a lot about Christ and all of the implications of what Christmas means. But the first thing is the virgin birth. The virgin birth is the greatest miracle, in my opinion, that the Lord worked through a human being. And uh, I know that um, Elijah and Elisha had raised people from the dead. Elisha even raised someone from the dead while he was dead. Uh, but this is unique, this virgin birth, um, because it is the beginning of the new creation. Something completely new, something perfect, something holy came from Mary. And that just brings up loads of questions about um, the interaction between God and man with regards to um, original sin, all those sorts of questions start to come up because this is just an amazing, amazing miracle. The fact that um, this young lady who had the faith of Abraham uh, was able to bring forth the Lord. That's just an amazing thing um, that the Lord worked through her, the Holy Spirit overshadowing her and bringing forth the new creation and starting everything anew. We don't think about it in terms of a new creation much, uh, because when we think about a new creation, we think about the new heaven and new earth uh, as things to come, but the, the incarnation was really eschatological, really it has that dimension to it, because he is uh, the Lord of, of heaven and earth, but he is the beginning of everything that is supposed to be new, not just for salvation-wise, but for all of creation, so virgin birth is amazing, and, and we don't talk about Mary a lot uh, as Baptists or as um, maybe Protestants more broadly because of uh, the position she holds in the Roman Church and maybe in the Eastern Church as well. Um, we don't hold her to be sinless, and we don't hold her to the Immaculate Conception or anything like that. But her faith um, is the faith of Abraham. It is an amazing faith. It is something that we should also look to aspire to her telling the angel Gabriel that she was the handmaiden of the Lord. Of course, Elizabeth telling her that she would, um, she was the mother of our Lord, and that uh, in the Magnificat, her saying that she would be called blessed of all generations. So she's a very, very special woman, and the uh, virgin birth is a very, very special uh, birth, and that's in uh, Elizabeth and her. That interaction is in uh, Luke 1, 42 through 48. So that's just amazing to me. The incarnation and uh, the role of the saints in that 
the, the behavior of people like Elizabeth, people like Mary, um, uh, should be an encouragement to us that God still looks upon the lowlies. God still blesses the lowly. And uh, the, the, the virgin birth is just an amazing miracle. So that's one. Um, we don't think about Mary a lot on Christmas. Um, if we do bring her up, it is during Christmas, but we don't, as a whole, over the year, we don't. there aren't a lot of discussions about Mary and her faith uh, as compared to other saints. But she was a true daughter of Abraham, both in the flesh and in the spirit. So that's one. The second one is the incarnation itself. Um, with regards to the way that man thought about God and how we get to God. I'm going to read you a passage from the symposium. Um, I hold uh, Socrates to be one of the wisest of uh, of the mere mortals, so to speak. And uh, he was speaking of the wisdom of Diotima at the symposium. And uh, this is in Plato's symposium. And he's, he's speaking about, um, about what she said about how to understand and know the essence of beauty. And this is what she says here. He says, He who from these ascending under the influence of true love begins to perceive that beauty is not far from the end and the true order of going or being led by another to the things of love is to begin from the beauties of earth and mount upwards for the sake of that other beauty, using as these steps only and from one going on to two and from two to all fair forms and from all fair forms to fair practices, and from fair practices to fair notions, until from fair notions he arrives at the notion of absolute beauty, and at last uh, knows what the essence of beauty is. And you see this, it says, to begin from the beauties of the earth, and we mount upwards to get to the essence of beauty. The greatest of wisdom that man had was that we try and climb to God. Uh, but we know the God of the Bible tells us that this is not this is not the way to God. In fact, the way to God uh, is to wait upon the salvation of the Lord because the Lord is descending down to us. We don't ascend up to him. And there with regards to beauty, he says he wants us to worship him in the holiness of beauty. He says this why he gave certain robes and clothing to Aaron and his sons in Exodus 28 two. And in Psalm 29, too, he says this is what he desires of us. He wants us to worship him in the holiness of be- and, and beauty. And in Zechariah 3.10, we were told by he's standing face to face with the high priest Joshua, and Satan is, is accusing Joshua. And the Lord says, no, this is one plucked out of the fire. And he changes his vestments. He puts on different clothes and says, I will give you access to these areas here and I will give you access among the ones that are standing here, speaking of the angels. And the idea that we, it was prophesied from before that we would be able to stand before God, we would be justified before him, we would be holy and glorified before him, that he wants us to be beautiful. He then sends down his son. He sends down beauty. And now we behold him. We behold his face unveiled and are being transformed uh, glory to glory into his image, according to Second uh, Corinthians three seventeen and eighteen. So beauty is not something we ascend up to; it's something we that God came down, right? Beauty came down to us so that we could see Him, because we become what we see. 
And the things that we see are the things that we want to be. They're the things that we ultimately transform into. And so he came in the flesh. And so now in seeing him in the flesh, it is a purification for us. So in John 3, uh, 1 John 3, 1 through 3, he says that when we see him, we will be as he is. Uh, but now we are being purified because in Matthew 5, 8, Christ in the Beatitudes says that blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. So the transformation, it's necessary to see the face of God, to see beauty itself, because he descended down to us in order for us now to ascend. He came and became us. He came in the flesh so that we can become as he is. And that is the amazing hope of Christmas. That's the amazing hope of the incarnation, that we can be transformed and that we can purify ourselves by him, by the Holy Spirit now that he's given to us because he has died on the cross. He's been glorified and ascended. And so with the Holy Spirit, we being purified can now see him face to face in his glory and we will receive that same glory in the resurrection. So the greatest hope of all came to us on Christmas. It came through this faithful woman, this faithful handmaiden of the Lord, Mary, and it was the beginning of the new creation. It is the hope of everything that is new. And so I just wanted to to say, bring up those two points about the way I'm thinking about Christmas. And I think some of that's lost uh, with all of the stuff with, you know, buying gifts and uh trying to travel and things like that. Not everybody's necessarily going to church over the holidays. Uh, so I wanted to bring up those two points. The virgin birth and the incarnation is just an amazing aspect of God uh, showing his humility, telling us how we are supposed to be humble, trying to humble us, uh, and giving us the opportunity to transform, that you can be a new person. You are not. You don't have to be stuck in whatever you're struggling with. You can be transformed because beauty has come down to us and you can behold his face today if you accept him as your lord and savior so i wanted to bring that up i want to say merry christmas again check out the new site uh and then there will be others so there's a new there's a, a live album coming out bard of the westerly hills is coming out uh i think january 1st so check that out and uh we'll have some other stuff up we'll keep uh, posting on the site so i hope everybody has a merry christmas and a Happy New Year, and we will talk to you soon. Bye.